0: Welcome to Business Line Podcasts and yet another episode of People at Work, hosted by Kamal Karan, co-founder of specialist staffing firm Xfino. In People at Work, Kamal looks at trending topics at the workplace. Right now, the biggest buzz is about fresher hiring, which has seen massive degrowth, with many of the IT services firms scaling down on recruitment. There's understandably a lot of concern in engineering and b-school campuses. So what should they do? As for organisations, what has changed exactly? Joining Kamal to talk about the issue is Raj Kamal Vempati, president and head of human resources at Axis Bank. Over to them.
1: Hi, Raj Kamal. Welcome to People at Work, the monthly podcast from Business Line, where we reflect on our workplace experiences from role holders like you.
0: Good morning, and uh, happy to be connected with you and uh, discussing on work.
1: This time we chose the outages we are hearing in the fresher hiring context. So let me start with some context. The top eight IT services companies in India had a degrowth in hiring last 12 months, almost to the tune of 75,000. And uh, you know, when I look at the current fiscal outstanding of education loans, you know, which are said to be above almost a 1.1 lakh crore, which is almost a 20% growth over the previous year. And engineering streams account for almost 40% of these dispersals. So at any given time, there are 7 to 8 lakh engineering graduates with an education loan liability. And hence, we believe the heartbreak of IT services companies not attending campuses is kind of understandable. So the data suggests that the IT and BFSI sectors create maximum new jobs at the entry level. And every time they don't have freshers, it makes a furor. And as you know, Rajkamal, this definitely has not been a great year for tech and fresher hiring has been at the lowest. The noise suggests as though IT companies owe it to the campuses to recruit. Do you have any thoughts as to how campuses can deal with these ups and downs?
0: I think the cyclical trends uh, is not a new phenomena. If he, and like business cycles, hiring cycle also goes through its ups and downs. I remember 20 years You know, I I met a candidate who passed out, I think, in uh, 2000. And uh, and this I'm talking about ten years ago when I met her, she says I was a recession candidate. And I said, India technically never had a recession, right? All people who graduated in 2008, they also call themselves the downturn uh, grads, right? When, you know, world collapse of financial systems had some kind of a tremor. So one is, you know, don't, you know, one is to the students and the campuses, the campuses know. This is not something that they are contending with, uh, which is new. The only thing that I think uh, perhaps is making news is because of the rapid demand that was created over COVID period, right, across all, all sectors. And also this noise on AI taking jobs and what's happening, et cetera. And, but if I look at the green shows, the green shows that our economy is still growing uh, bfsi continues to be a large employer it still will be on the upswing india i would still say and when people say there's war for talent and oh there is scarcity have you just realized these words are not there in in the and if you just do a google search we are not talking about scarcity uh, all of that even if you talk about ai talent we are saying we will be the Um, suppliers to being the office of the world. We'll be the uh, services gurus, right? So we have a demographic dividend which is a boon and a talent which is agile, multi-skilled and with STEM education numbers being high even for BFSI talent, I think uh, the numbers overall in the next 18-24 months I don't see such a gloom and doom. It's actually uh, things are going to be positive. The question that you asked is, how do I see it from a campus's end? I think what campuses need to do uh, perhaps is more than ever before, that's changed. A lot more integrated approach with uh, the industry, wherein some of the signals that they need to read or how do they prefer, prepare their students a lot more early on. So I know some progressive campuses do a lot more field trips, internships, co-op programs, um, different modules of work arrangements with industry so that the partnership continues and that they have a better chance of uh, getting their talent picked up, whether it's B schools or even some of the engineering colleges as well are doing a, a, you know, interesting or innovative experiments in terms of building this interface. I think that is a, from a campus, if I was running a campus or on, on the other side, I would say that perhaps is more critical increasingly.
1: I agree with you, Raj. Kamala. And some of the campuses are suggesting to students not take offers below their cutoff starting salaries. These for students who haven't been placed. You know, I have many cases staring at that where you know, people are struggling to get campus placements so or not being placed, uh, want to join, but the campus is saying, no, don't go there. And considering the fact that the first job in today's world has no great correlation to where you end up with or you or what you possibly call as your calling later, should the campuses be telling something different to the students?
0: In every play, everybody has a role to act out, right? Every stakeholder has a role and they have their own uh, context. So campuses, when they say that, and obviously it also holding themselves accountable for, you know, these statistics that go out, which is average median salary or average salary, median salaries, etc. Then that's why they will say, but frankly speaking, and I'm just again reiterating, I am so optimistic about the next 10 years. I'm talking about, let me give you an example of uh, somebody, you know, local service person, urban, you know, one of my beauticians, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and I w- I would ask what is your what are your kids doing they'll say engineer professional degree etc you know the, the the thing has changed she's saying uh, you know I am I'm, I think the kid is doing some he's in an engineering college she says no I don't want him to do a job so I said what are your aspirations she's saying no I am looking at him to start an entrepreneurial journey it's changing So fundamentally, we all know that increasingly there is no correlation with the starting salary. It's not like a scarce world where, oh, there are only a few doors that can get opened. There are many second chances, third chances, fourth chances, people becoming successful. And if you'll figure out what your calling is. And the fun thing is, um, we all have, even in our campuses, people who took a long time to even pass any semester doing really well. Like in a 10-20-year correlation. And that's what I tell kids. You know, salary is the last thing you should look at. Salary will come. Unfortunately, we are all um, we all like these grades, right? Salary is that marker of success initially. And then you will realize it really doesn't give you happiness or joy and purpose that you seek. Um, so the I advise all the students, please don't look at salaries. Look at what the where you can learn and potentially look at ecosystems where you can hone your skill. Focus on skill. Skill is the new currency. And when you figure out skill and the context, etc., you'll realize what kind of jobs, what kind of careers you want. Focus on that, figuring out your own purpose there.
1: Yeah, Rajkamal. but uh, continuing on that front, our college students aren't exposed to... Things like summer working, internship, apprenticeships, and even community working for that matter. And we would rather have an overseas holiday during the breaks, that's more an urban phenomena, And hence, they don't hit the ground running. Organizations have to spend considerable time training them, which takes two to three quarters, even more, which in fact also lowers the enterprise productivity as well. How can we bring this change or shift in mindset in, let's say, our society, colleges, in, in fact, students that, you know, his work experience in between is more valuable than the break that they deserve,
0: which is what I said even earlier. I feel that industry-academia partnerships are going to inca- increase. You have to look at interesting ways: co-op programs, work in, uh, internships, or field field visits, field field stuff. You know, field projects. Uh, focus on those. Those are the ones that will help you help the help the student also figure out what they are seeking. One of the ways that we are doing. And solving this problem, we are a big employer. We are looking at hiring whatever 14,000 through a pool which is dedicated campus academia pool. Right? Uh, we are shifting our models rather than just going and hiring people. We are saying um, I have partnerships with some of the institutes. In the last three, four, two quarters, either you have kind of a context, you know, helping them prepare for the context. So give some, introduce something in their syllabus, which helps them uh, understand and appreciate like credit discipline in rural market, for instance. So I'm just saying that could be one. So th- we are looking at interesting models to get some of the training curriculum in the institution itself. Or the other model is hire them, source them along with the campus, put them through various certification programs like a diploma program may not be an MBA and then get them on.
1: Got it, got it. You know, come another area that, uh, you know, when it comes to the jobs or entering the workforce, even though there are good opportunities to start with, with good brands, freshers are sort of discouraged from picking up, let's say, contract jobs. And as you know, in many large companies, the entry level jobs, some of them You know, organizations want to try first before they hire, so they offer them contractual jobs through staffing companies. Uh, Do you think it would harm a student's career to start on a contract? Because uh, after all, there is no security at all in today's uh, world. You know, no job is permanent, right? So I'm intrigued about what the students' parents are worried about. I'll give you an example. There are people who denied contract jobs uh, through us uh, a few years ago, but the same kids after doing that, even possibly post graduation, are on a contract job through a staffing agency in Australia today, you know. But somehow in India, same people have shied away from that. How do we address this problem?
0: So, if you look at apprentices as well, what is the fundamental tenet of apprentices being an understudy? Sometimes contract jobs. And I'm just saying contract typically has a, in some markets, and I would say it's a very South urban metro market where the parents are worried you know you need a, a stable job and stability marked by nine to five with appointment letter some benefits etc and those benefits the good thing is we don't recognize like even why contract even freelancing jobs right uh have similar benefits um except for perhaps a mediclaim claim one and i'm sure in some some of the institutions I know, but the contractual jobs also have, have come with the medical benefits or medical benefits, if you will. I think fundamentally, students need to realize if, if they want to succeed, they need to learn the skill and the context. Whatever gives you the skill and the context, whether it's contractual, gig, co-op, internship, works. And if it's the first level of first entry to the door, it is fine. I don't see, in this day and age, You know, the templates of, oh, career breaks are bad, people don't get hired. Oh, if I was on contract, I won't get hired. I know so many contractors or freelancers who get paid more than the full-time employees because of the skill that they possess. Some of these assumptions are getting busted. Uh, More work needs to be done. I definitely think more work needs to be done and then people like yourself should be out there also talking about and educating in campuses right? not to the students, it should be the decision makers or the parents as well. I think fundamentally, I, I'll come back to the same uh, proposition that I have. Get experience, whichever format you get experience, whether, you know, not really, no, nobody's doing uh, like a half day kind of stuff as well, but field internship, co-op, uh, regular internship, Projects um, contract, if that is the case, uh, you have please leverage uh, leverage any of these platforms, but get get some kind of work experience and figure out what skills you are going for.
1: Sure, Aska you know, One of the earlier data points that I missed also bringing up is that uh, you know people who were contractors with us who started their job 20 years ago today are, you know, vice presidents who are head of HR in other places, the kind of places they've raised is phenomenal. But, you know, uh, it's very difficult to put it through the context when freshers come and say, this is what I want. Uh, and obviously, you can't blame them because we know that freshers are encouraged to pick new jobs based on brands, role, industry, money, do you have any recommendations on what they should pick on any order? How about choosing the first job based on people they're going to work with? Any thoughts?
0: I think brands are relevant yet not relevant. I would say brands are increasingly becoming less relevant. Right? It's relevant as far as the advocacy is concerned. You know, I think you need to pick jobs where you can learn the most. And if there is, there are people, campuses, teams. Uh, where you know that you will learn the most and the fresher is doing not transaction processing roles, but bigger roles, go for those. Go for enabling environments. Culture also is critical. We undervalue culture. And culture you will get on Glassdoor, etc. And, you know, again, advocacy. For me, more than the, the currency of engagement is advocacy, not so much loyalty. It's about what people say about the place even when you get out. Look out for enabling environments. Third is also look out for if you get a chance to do something which nobody else has done. Raise your hand for that. For instance, in banks, you may want to go in for credit jobs or some kind of a wealth banking job. But suppose one of the areas that we are thinking of is how do you look at digital frauds, prevention, analytics there? Go for that. Go for newer skills. They'll help help you in the long run. And also give you bigger, better exposure. I think money should be table stakes. You know, I know I'm I'm telling something which is counter to whatever people think. Money possibly is a fourth in the list of things in your first job because there is absolutely no correlation. The dullard who was sitting next to me in campus is perhaps the CEO of another very successful company, right? Or the person who took not so exciting job, they will figure out. See, career, again, we mistake it as a ladder. Career, we said it's lattice, but I think career is an adventure and exploration. You will do exploration and there will be inflection time, inflection points in your life where you will have 5x the growth and you won't know why, what happened. It's about the skills that you possess at an all given point in time, whether you are an early career or late career or mid career. I will always say that focus on skill and impact where you will make the maximum impact. And that necessarily doesn't come with the highest paying jobs only. And can I add one of the things, you know, one of the things, especially when you're moving towards your first career, do the reflection also from an adolescent, become an adult. And one of the journeys of becoming an adult is also figuring out who you are. Unfortunately, most of us become adults after 5-10 years of our work experience because we've not done that exploration and reflection early on. And hence, we go for, like cognitive misers, we go for the easy-hanging fruit of pesa, some brand, some kind of uh, what perks, etc. Again, if you reflect on the kind of jobs, are you a a person who likes consulting or are you a person who likes deep work, say coding? Are you a person who likes meeting people Figure all those aspects out. Uh, those also are very, very critical.
1: Rajkumar, yeah, with that, uh, I think we sort of come to the end of uh, what we wanted to discuss with you. And I know it's very difficult telling our kids you're passing out about money will come later. You know, so it's a hard sell, but you and I know that uh, you know, the gray hair and the time that you've spent sort of uh, is testimony to that. But uh, I guess people have to go through their own uh, Channel of experience to get there. On behalf of uh, Hindu Business Line, I appreciate your sharing your thoughts with us today. Um, Thank you for making time to uh, speak to people at work, Rajkabal.
0: Thank you so much. And I again reiterate the same thing. The next few years are super exciting, new skills to be learned. I think it's a wonderful market to graduate out. And I wish all of them very best because I know these four, five years, 10 years we'll be at a different inflection point as a country and economy. And there's plenty to do. And there's so much excitement happening with technology. So it's it's like one of those Black Swan events or things that, you know, people talk about volatility and VUCA in a very anxious-prone world, but I think that's the excitement. Exciting things are in store in corporate and uh, with whatever careers you make. And I, I think we'll all learn a thing or two. People will have multiple careers, not one. Oh, and uh, we'll all learn, unlearn, relearn and I think one, we'll have wonderful job a wonderful time going through that experience so wishing everyone the very best and thank you Kamal for such a lovely conversation